and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I am joined by two of my dearest friends, Michelle Benzinger and Heather Kim. This podcast is born out of our friendship of sharing all kinds of things together, our walk with Christ, our insights, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. If you're looking for a place to belong, grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. If our podcast has blessed you, would you please consider financially supporting Abiding Together via Patreon? Patreon is a website where people can make donations to help keep the podcast going. And now that we at Abiding Together have an independent platform, we have a number of costs that go into creating the podcast and the high-quality content we offer, such as our website, design, tech support, staff, and other elements. Having an independent platform also allows us to explore and create new content for all of our listeners to enjoy, so thank you so much to all of you who are already donors. When you donate through our page on Patreon, you are able to donate any amount, $1 a month, $5 a month, $500 a month, or just a one-time offering. Abiding Together is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization, and donations are tax-deductible. So would you please prayerfully consider giving to Abiding Together? If you donate $15 or more per month, you become a tribe member and you will receive a short individual video from Michelle, Heather, and I each month about a variety of topics. You can see all of the information on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. So consider becoming a supporting member today and help us further the work of the Holy Spirit moving in and through this community. Together, we can do amazing things. We are so grateful for your support, and may God bless you. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Abiding Together. We are back in Season 6, and we are delighted that you are on the journey with us. And as always, we are together again. Um, Heather and Michelle, we've been talking, as we usually do already, for quite some time. before this episode started. So we're going to talk today about how words have power. And we've been noticing just a lot of interesting comments on various social media platforms lately. So we're going to talk about what it means to have power and what our words do, whether to curse people or to bless them. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But speaking of blessing, Heather, how are you, my dear friend, uh, this morning as we kind of journey on season six here? Well, we started so early, I wasn't even ready to really talk yet. You and Michelle, because you're in she a different quiet. time she zone. Quiet where, for a while. Yeah, you guys are like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, just sitting here with my cup of coffee waiting for a good 30 minutes before I woke up. Anyway, I'm so happy to be with you both. Happy for season six. Yeah, super excited. Happy yeah. season six. Yeah, Michelle, what's up, girl? Do you hear that behind me? That is the sounds of silence. All my kids are back in school. (laughs) So I was by myself on Tuesday for the first time in like three months, really by myself in my house. And I was like, this is beautiful. Like, it was just so beautiful. I love my children. I love my family. They're very loud. (laughs) And I have a lot of people in and out of my house a lot. So I just crave time by myself. And it was just like the perfect Tuesday. Like, it was raining. And so I like put some music on, lit a candle. I was just putting my house back in order from the weekend. And I was gone this past weekend. So it was just amazing. So I am doing good. I like being back in that fall rhythm 
of, um, you know, school and life and a little more consistency. I mean, I'll be over it in probably two weeks, but you know, Hey, right now it is great. So I'm good. Sister. Did you, did you do that home alone thing? Like when you ran around the house, just like with your hands up in the air, waving like you just don't care all by yourself. <laughs> I don't know if I did that, but I was really excited. Would you, know? you do that for us one time? I just, I can see it. I will do that for you one time. And so uh, you're, you. you're totally welcome. Yeah. How are you, sister? I'm good. I'm back in the deep south again, where I spent a couple weeks with my mama out in Washington State, which was glorious. It was 75 degrees every day. And so now I'm back in the hot south. So, but you know what to do. So, but here we are back together again. And um, we have been discussing, we, well, the three of us discuss a lot of things that never will ever be aired. <laughs> but we were noticing just, you know, it's very easy, I think, in today's society, especially with social media platforms to, to say things. And it's very easy to say things in a certain respect to type something into your phone or to your computer and to not have a receiving person, a receiving face or receiving heart on the other end. So we're going to talk today about how words have power and what are some really concerted steps and some very discerning steps that we can take before you say something on social media or say something to another person. You know, how do we bless people with our words and how do we really bring about the truth and love? And so we're going to use the uh, quote that's largely attributed to St. Edith Stein, St. Teresa Benedict of the Cross. And she says this, she says, do not accept anything as truth that lacks love and do not accept anything as love that lacks truth. One without the other is a destructive lie. And so that's a very powerful statement. And I think all of us, you know, even if you do not engage in social media wars, which we try not to, um, you can look at other people's kind of back and forth and back and forth. And I know myself, I, you know, I'm not on Instagram or anything like that. I'm kind of like a nerd. I'm only on Twitter, um, which Michelle and I wonder which is worse, the Snapchat or Twitter. I say Snapchats from the pits of hell. She says it's Twitter, but, uh, <laughs> but you can see on either one. <laughs> You can kind of see things go back and forth between people, and it just, in my opinion, hardly ever, rarely ever ends well, okay? And so what happens is there's a lot of snarkiness and a lot of mean-spiritedness, and, you know, if you really have a grievance with somebody, how do you address that? So, Michelle, I want to just ask you first and kind of, you know, just in our conversation what, what you think about that and just what you've noticed on social media and the power of words, because I know the three of us have had a lot of things to say about that to each other. I think one of the things that I just noticed is we don't know a lot of people that we engage in social media. A lot of times we don't have a personal relationship with these people. So I think that because we are behind screens and because we are behind our computers, it almost like strips our human dignity. We forget that these people are humans and we forget that each person has human dignity and that these words have power. And I just noticed on a couple of things, I really don't engage a lot in like I usually get on social media and get right off. I don't spend a whole lot of time on it. But for me, like it was just on Instagram and someone had posted a beautiful thing about our wedding anniversary and people all of a sudden were just critical, like just picking it apart. And I'm like, this is a person and mm -hmm. you don't know this person and you don't know her intentions. You don't know her heart. And we, I just, people making a lot of assumptions, you know, mm -hmm. and they're just quick to give their two cents. But these two cents are not to build up. They are to tear down. You know, yeah. so I think first and foremost, like what are our words, our words have power to either build up or tear down, you know? So when we see these situations and see these things, like what are we using these social media platforms are? They can be a powerful tool, I think, for unity. I mean, mm -hmm. I was telling someone like, I'm not one of these ones that think social media is from the pits of hell. Like I don't. Mm -hmm. 
Some of my except for Twitter. Except, well, yeah, I think that's a bit pretty much a dumpster fire. But anyway, um, <laughs> I love you, Michelle, so much. <laughs> and I think why I love Instagram so much is because it's visual and it's pictures yeah, and it's beauty and there is something yeah. about that that is beautiful. But I have to tell you, some relationships in my life where I really haven't even met these people in person, but I have skyped with them and I have connected with them via social media, have become dear people to me. And so it's funny, a couple of them that I have gotten actually a chance to meet in person, like there is something amazing because through mm-hmm. this avenue, I've gotten to know these people and um, mm-hmm. do that. And I think there's such power and there can bring a lot of unity. But are we using these platforms for unity or destruction? And I think especially for those of us in the church, how mm-hmm. we treat other people in our same church like they will know that we are Christians by our love. And I'm not seeing a lot of love, people. I'm seeing a lot of not nice, you know. And, mm-hmm. uh, and my grandmother always says, Jesus doesn't like ugly. You know, not meaning physical ugly, like <laughs> ugly behavior. And that is what I feel like it is. Just not mm-hmm. really respecting people's human dignity and not stopping and pausing and saying, okay, if I comment on this, why am I commenting? Is this bringing life or death? Is this just mm-hmm. I want to hear my right opinion? Or I really care about this person and want to see her become or he come who she is in Christ. I don't know. Heather, what are your thoughts? Yeah, for me, a lot of what I've been thinking about is um, what are our intentions like when we respond? And I, I think we have to be asking that that question. You know, is are my intentions good or are they not good? Why do I want to say what I'm going to say? Trust me. I have had the internal response and sometimes outward response with people next to me like about something I'm reading where I'm like, oh, I just want to, I have all kinds of opinions about it, strong opinions about it. But I have to ask myself, why do I want to say this? Like, why do I want to say it this way? Why do I want to correct this person? And I think sometimes like for some of us, there's this desire to be right. And that desire trumps the, the, goodness and the beauty. So it's like, we want the truth to be out there, but we're not really thinking about the beauty and the goodness part, you know, and we start to like disjoint things just with the intention to be right. And, um, and we have to ask ourselves, where does that come from? Like my desire to be right in these conversations, um, is it coming from a place of brokenness? Is it coming from pride? Is it coming from, you know, where I find my identity and not being wrong about anything? These are good questions for us to begin to ask because we have to begin to go, okay, what is happening within my own heart here? Why do I want to respond to this person? Do I really care about them? And I think what you're saying, Michelle, uh, about how we come across on social media, this is a public face of the church for those of us in the church. Mm-hmm. And I've been so disappointed. It's disheartening, you know, what I'm seeing people arguing back and forth. It doesn't matter who who they are. Some people, you know, they have a platform. Some people don't really. But there's other people watching this. It's on public display for everybody to see. And it's been very disheartening to see what's going on. Um, so I don't think it's pointing the finger at anybody going, look at what all these people are doing. They should stop. I'm saying I need to look at myself in all my conversations, not just on social media, and ask myself, why do I want to respond this way? What's going on in my own heart? Why am I reacting to this this way? And what's the most charitable thing to do? 
That's very true. And I, I think especially as a religious sister who, you know, is a representative of the Catholic Church and in so many times you personify other people's issues with the church. And so just I I see that all the time going out in public, like even just to Walmart, you know, I'm not myself. I'm like, I'm not just representing me anymore. I for the last almost twenty years I've represented the Catholic Church because of, of the habit that I wear, because of the life that I profess with Christ. And so for me, I'm also very, very, very careful about what I put on the internet because whatever you put on the internet never goes away. And I'm just asking myself, you know, like, what are what are my intended consequences? But what is the outcome I hope to achieve? And I really believe, um, like both of you, you know, I've seen things on social media where you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they just said that. Or I, I mean, and I really believe if I really care about somebody, just like I would do to if I met you in person, if I would really care about you, the biblical way to resolve a conflict is to go to that person, first of all, one-on-one or to approach them. And so if you see something on social media that you're really having an issue with and you really care about it and you really care about that person, the most really appropriate thing, in my opinion, would be to, to see if you could DM them and say, hey, I saw this post and I'm just wondering, could you could you help me understand this? Or could you, you know, could you explain this to me? Or I don't really understand where you're coming from. Could I, could I, you know, hear your heart? Could you tell me where you're coming from. I think the public kind of volatility of what happens in interactions where, like you're saying, Heather, everybody wants to be right. All of us think we're right. <laughs> All of us mm-hmm. think we have the best way of doing things. And it takes a tremendous amount of humility to kind of put ourselves aside and say, what is the, why is this person doing this? Or why might they be doing this? And so um, it just descends often into kind of really destructive behavior. And so it's something that um, I know that I really want to be attentive to and also kind of like, how do you engage in truth? Because when we talk about, sometimes people think when you talk about love, it means you can't say the hard things. And actually love, like we talked about last week's episode, love is fierce. And love many times does require us to say the hard things, but it's to say the hard things in kindness and charity. And if I really care about somebody, I'm going to address them one-on-one versus, you know, first and foremost versus at the beginning, you know, making some volatile statement that is just um, tinged with bitterness and kind of tinged with mockery which is not helpful. All it does is just make you kind of go into your own camp even more. So it's not helpful. So I think we have to look at what is the intended outcome of what I hope to achieve and where is my heart in this? And it's true. Everybody sees that. I've seen people that are not in the church make comments on the social media wars with people in the church, and it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I'm like, let, 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 let that be a lesson to me to really you know, be very clear about why I do what I do and to do it prudently and and rightly. You know, mm-hmm. Often, I, I'm, I'm always asking the question, where is the love here? Where mm-hmm. is the love? Like, I, it's very hard to see it. And they will know that we are Christians by our love. And I, I'm just mm-hmm. not seeing a lot of that in these kind mm-hmm. of discussions, you know. Mm-hmm. And we've said this before. Really, social media isn't the place to have discussions like this and no. debate things out. Like, it's around dinner tables because you need mm-hmm. to see people. You need to look in their eyes. You need to ask a deeper question like, hey, where did this idea come from? Or like, what what does this stem from? Everybody has a story. And usually oh, there so is a true, reason yeah. why things are the way they are. And we can't begin mm-hmm. to understand people's stories. And so usually when we do hear the story, there's a lot more grace that they're wi- that we're willing to give, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to lose people who are like, I don't really go on social media because this isn't just about social media. These are also mm-hmm. conversations that we are having with in our families with people who maybe don't have the same beliefs as we do or friends or uh, just conversations that we're having at work uh, in our school environments. You know, there's that phrase like sticks and stones may break my bones, but so, names will never so hurt under, me or whatever. Word, words will never hurt me, but that's not is true. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. It's the, most, it's the most untrue thing, yeah. you know? Those are the things that hurt, stick yeah. with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as I do, my, as I've done my own work, you know, in healing and restoration, but also as I work with other people, the things that have been said 
have wounded people so deeply in their life and they don't go away very easily, you know? So I think we have to be very cautious, um, about what comes out of our mouth and Mm -hmm. when it comes out. And I think I've heard this many times where people are like, well, I just need to speak the truth. I just need Mm -hmm. to tell the truth, you know, and that that somehow is more important than anything else than saying it with truth. It is important to speak the truth, but it's not always your job to say it that way at that time to that person. Mm-hmm. especially when you have no relationship, you have no understanding of their situation. Um, maybe prayer is the most important thing that you do. And I think, Michelle, weren't you talking about that, like really praying before? Could you speak on that before we engage with people? Yeah, before you engage in people, whether it be in real life or on a social media platform, like really taking that time, what does the Father say about this situation? Asking, praying, asking the Holy Spirit to come. What words should you use? You know, like, am I called to speak into this person's life? But have I even prayed for this person? Like, we want to be Holy Spirit Junior and convict the person. It's not our job to convict these people. (laughs) It is the Holy Spirit's job to convict these people, you know, or myself. Like, you know, it is the Holy Spirit's job to convict us. And it is also our job is to love. And when we're in relationship and we have, I think we have to earn the right to be heard sometimes. Like, we're not talking about big areas like moral theology. Yes, we want to speak up for life. And yes, we want to, there are areas. But how we do that Mm -hmm. is the approach is just as important as the words. Like what is our tone? Is our tone life-giving? Is our tone because we really want what's best for this person? Or we want to prove that we have the moral high ground or the, that we're right. Like, do we want this person to become who they are created to be in Christ? Or do we just want to tell them that they're wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, like we, like you were saying, we have to go back to our intentions. But I also think when you inspire people to more and the fullness of who they are in the Holy Spirit, and you call that out in them, mm-hmm. that will transform. I mean, I don't think if we guilt and shame and um, correct people, that is not going to, but wow, I really want to follow her Jesus. Man, that she's <laughs> awesome. You know, Mm -hmm. but if you inspire people with beauty and truth and goodness, and this is who you are and say, okay, I may not agree with you on this. And this is the truth I see in this situation, but this is what I do see about you, that you Mm -hmm. are someone that cares about this and that you're passionate about this. Can you tell me more? You know, and it says, blessed are the peacemakers, not keeping peace. Like keeping peace is easy. Not saying like, we're not saying just lie dormant. That Mm -hmm. is please hear our hearts. That is not what any of us are saying right here, but we're saying like make peace. You know, which mm-hmm. takes a lot more work. That means listening to some people's stories, mm-hmm. listening to how they form their thoughts. That is mean willing the good of the other for them for their sake. Saying, okay, tell me more. Tell you know, let me do this. You know, and there are people that are just going to be, you know, just not receptive to whatever mm-hmm. you have to say, mm-hmm. and that is okay. That's when you step back and you pray. Mm-hmm. Say, okay, Holy Spirit, like do your thing. You know, mm-hmm. I like to call it the bubonic prayer. You know, um, I was like, change them, move them, convict them, or change me, move me, or convict me, one or the other. Yeah. Like, do it, you know, and like just come in power and come with your love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but I also feel like I would love to see, like, as I'm speaking to men and women, I know we have a lot of men listeners, but especially for women, as our core, we are life givers. I would love for us to be the ones that even help lead the charge of speaking words of life, mm-hmm. you know, in areas of our life and people that we are in relationship with and family and then people that we come in contact with on social media. What would it look like to really start speaking life-giving words, you know, mm-hmm. like really 
you know, be kind, be affirming, be prophetic, speak out who people are, you know, call people out into their goodness and their beauty and truth. What would that look like? Like a revolution of just like, I like to call them like honey words because it tells us in scriptures and Proverbs where, you know, gracious words are like honey. Mm-hmm. Well, honey heals. Like honey has an amazing attribute. Honey, not only heal, it has healing attributes, but honey sticks. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you've ever been with honey, it sticks all over your hands and everything. So what would it be to have like honey words that really stick to people and heal and bring forth healing? Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see that come about, you know? In all of us, and that really, I think, can can start to take place. If if you are listening and you're like, "Wow, that's something that I don't know how to do. That's really hard for me. Like, I find it hard to bless people with my words." And maybe there's things in there about feeling competition or feeling like if you do that, then it diminishes your worth. Yeah. Or you know, these are all internal things that we can bring before the Lord, and really ask the Holy Spirit to teach us. You know, God has words that heal. God has words that bring life, like His breath mm-hmm. brings life. So He's the Word made flesh. Yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. we can learn from Him, and Jesus wants us to learn mm-hmm. from Him. And I think it begins there is by praying, God, teach me how to bless people with with my words. Mm-hmm. You know, teach me how to love people rightly. Teach me how to speak life into them. That's so powerful and beautiful. What mm-hmm. are your thoughts, sister? No, that's true. And we can turn to the Holy Spirit at any time, at any time, and just say, Holy Spirit, what should I say? Like, what should I do? Like, you can stop wherever you are at any time and just ask the Holy Spirit. Because it is true. Words have power and they pierce. And I mean, I remember words people spoke to me in middle school. And once you say words, you can't unsay them. Yes. And, you know, it's 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 easy for us to throw rocks behind our iP- our iPhones and our iPads and just kind of like throw rocks over social media or throw rocks or even, you know, just kind of make passing comments to even people in our family or something like that. We're just like these little kind of jabs we get in, you know, and it just... It, it's just so hurtful, you know, and it's just so broken. I, I honestly, I was recently convicted myself over something that I said to somebody, and the Holy Spirit was like, "You should not have said that." And I'm like, "You're right, Holy Spirit. I shouldn't have said that." I'm like, "What? Why was I saying that?" And I really had to get honest with my own heart of why I said that, and it was a, a, a pain over something else. And I said something that I shouldn't have said, and the Holy Spirit, thank God, convicted me, and I will try not to do that again, you know. And so I'm like, just really being honest about that because it's true. Because Christ, His His Word brings life. Like He literally is the Word made flesh. He is life, and so our words have the power to bless and have the power to curse. And you look at so, for example, the the series that we did on the four women doctors of the church. You read their writings. This all those women, those four women, just those four women said some hard things. Yeah, <laughs> they said hard things to their fellow sisters, to people they wrote to, people they interacted with. And it was hard, and many times they themselves had to repent of certain things, but they spoke the truth in love, and that love brought restoration. That love brought the Pope from Avignon back to Rome. That that love brought kings and queens to repentance. That love brought spiritual sons of St. Therese to follow the priesthood more faithfully. I mean, so this is who we are as women, like you're saying, um, Michelle, of, of life givers, and also like what you're saying, Heather, of being very honest in the power of the Holy Spirit of our deepest intentions, because when we do that, even though it's not easy, it brings life, and that is ultimately... Um, uh, the goal of our whole existence is to bring the life of Christ to people. As women, that's what we do. We give life and we bring to birth Christ in others. And we have to do that. Mm-hmm. We have to ask ourselves too, what is the fruit that comes yes. from when I do speak the truth? Amen. What is the fruit that comes? Yep. Is it further disruption? Is it lack of peace? Is it arguments? Is it dissension? Is it all of these things? Or or when I say things, is it bringing healing, restoration, peace, love, joy? Mm-hmm. Like, is it the fruits of the Spirit? Um, and it doesn't mean that sometimes things might not be hard. Like you're saying, there are hard conversations mm-hmm. that we need to have in truth. But if we have a sort of a history 
of saying things and, and the fruit isn't good. I think those are good questions to ask ourselves. The situation that you just described, sister, is mm-hmm. one like where you realized you said something that was hurtful. Yeah. That's all of us have found ourselves in situations like that. Mm-hmm. And we need to ask those questions. Why did I say that? And usually it does stem from hurt mm-hmm. somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and those are the places that right then and there, we need to invite Jesus in to bring healing. Mm-hmm. We have the power to bring healing to the world it's the power of Jesus that is within us. And if we let that loose, like through our words, through our actions, through the way that we love, we really do have the ability to transform the world. And isn't that why we're here? It's Mm -hmm. not to get, you know, it's like, choose your battles, people. Amen. You know, I've had to really look at that myself. It's like, this is not my battle to fight. Most of them aren't. Like, I don't need to get involved (laughs) in the hill I want to die on. Yeah. Yeah, Like, as Mm -hmm. I've been watching stuff happening on social media the last few weeks in particular, which has been so hard to watch, um, I'm thinking, why is so much time being wasted on this? There are so many other things, like so many people in need, so many other things that could be happening right now with this time that that we're all spending. That was convicting to me as well, you know? Mm-hmm. How am I spending my time? Mm. So. And I think when we see examples of ourselves, one, when we're convicted by our own words and what we've done, you know, like mm-hmm. in the beginning of the book of Isaiah, I'm a man of unclean lips, you know, and that we need to be burned. Mm-hmm. Like all of us are in some ways. Like I just realized the other day I said something, my two 10 year olds were going back and forth with each other. And I said one to him, like, stop being so annoying. And then a couple of hours later, he goes, you think I'm annoying, you know? Oh, and I was man. like, I want to be like, yeah, in that situation, you sure were, buddy. And um, But like he took it as that I thought how he was acting and his behavior was who he was. Mm-hmm. And so I had An to go. An identity comment. And his identity mm-hmm. comment. And that was mm-hmm. not my intention. But it doesn't really matter your intention. Like really? It's a matter how it was received and heard. So and I re- had to realize that. And mm-hmm. my first thing is like I wanted to be defensive and say that is not what I meant. But it doesn't matter what I meant. Mm-hmm. It matters how he heard and received it. So I had to go back and said, okay, buddy, I don't think you're annoying. I, you know, I was like, you and Lily were just fighting and this is the situation and just go back in that. But I had, I was really just convicted and it was such a small thing, but in his mind, those small things can become big things, you know, and we just see the power of words. But then on the flip side, I was telling you guys earlier, um, our, um, third child, he was at a practice for one of our other sons for football and a coach looked at him as watching him practice soccer and called him out on the field and said, buddy, you got a great leg. Let's see if you can like kick this um, football, you know, through the rafters, see if you can make a field goal. And he said, don't think it. He's like, I was just watching you. I believe in you. You can do it. Don't ever think it. Hmm. I'm just gonna hold the ball and he did. So he held the ball. My son kicked it. You know, he made the field goal 40 yards out first time. And you could just see like my son Love just it. like, puff his chest up and just like there was such like a <sighs> presence but my husband said he was watching the whole thing and he said it was just amazing to watch another man call out some goodness in our son and our son respond you know that is just mm-hmm. the power of words and he was telling our son he's mm-hmm. like i believe in you you got this you can do this i saw you kicking i mm-hmm. believe in you mm-hmm. just we don't realize how much influence they have and they're Mm-hmm. I put it, I think, on my thing. I'm a big fan of Mayu Angelou and her poetry and her work. And um, she always says that words, she's the same way she said, words stick. They get in the walls. They get in our clothes. They get in everywhere. They have yeah. power, you know? You know, yeah. they have power for life or death. How did God even, back in the garden, how did he bring forth creation? He spoke things into existence. Like that, it's like, mm-hmm. let there be light. Let there be darkness. Mm-hmm. What are we speaking into existence with our words? Are we speaking unity? Mm-hmm. Are we speaking beauty? Are we speaking Christ's resurrection power? 
are we speaking death? Are we speaking woundedness? Mm-hmm. Are we speaking harm? You know, and mm-hmm. um, and please, like all of our listeners, we are preaching to ourselves. Like I say this often, Amen. but we are pilgrims yep. on the journey with you. But I would love for our church and for us to be known over our prophetic, powerful words instead of our condemning, you know, um, hurtful words. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I w- especially when it comes to people who we are in vulnerable relationships with. Exactly, like the people who yeah. are the closest and the dearest to us are usually the ones that we are kind of offhanded and can speak freely. If you know oh, what yeah. I'm saying, it's like I'm going to tell you what yeah. I really think. Um, our children, spouses, community, closest friends—like yeah. those are the people that we're gonna we're gonna speak freely with. And so to be able to know, I have I have power in my words. I have power to heal. Mm-hmm. I have power to destroy. How am I being called to declare goodness in the people around me, yes. because it can change people's lives. You know, like so I've true. seen things that I have either, maybe my actions are um, portraying something to my children or my spouse that I don't intend. And I have to one, apologize. And then I need to make up for that with my words and speak the truth. It's like, we need to be declaring the truth. Um, in a, in a powerful way over the people that we love. It's like our vulnerability in how we love them, in their goodness, in their giftings. It's like, you are so beautiful. I would just want you to know that you are such an important part of our family. I love that you're in our family. I say these things to my kids all the time because I know for young people, they are struggling as they grow up to know that they belong, to know that they have a place, to know that they're important, to know that they're seen. This is the core of every human being. And so when I know that about myself and how important that is for me, it's that much more important that I offer that to other people around me, that I tell them the Mm -hmm. truth of who they are. Like God has a plan for your life. And those things change me. When I had a person prophetically say into my life when I was 14, God has great things for you. It radically changed my life, and I have lived in an anticipation of God having great things for me ever since then. It has helped me to trust in His goodness and generosity in my life in a way that is Mm -hmm. profound. Mm -hmm. It's profound. Mm -hmm. And so I want that. Mm -hmm. I want more of that in our church. I want to see more of Mm -hmm. that on social media. I want Mm -hmm. to be able to offer more of that, Mm -hmm. you know, personally. And it's true. And as words have power to call into existence things that have not existed, and the words have power to bless Uh, words can also repair and heal. And I do have to say that I had to go back to my mother and tell her that I was sorry for what I said. And so maybe for some of us today, maybe it's just going back to somebody saying, you know what, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry for the word that I said to you. I'm sorry for how I said it. Or I'm sorry for when you were a kid, I said these things to you. And and it might seem overwhelming or it might seem trite, but it's not. And so maybe today is is the Holy Spirit asking you, maybe you need to go back and, and say you're sorry. Because even, you know, even something my mom has said to me, you know, that she's apologized for when I was very young, it had such a tremendous healing effect. And so, you know, words have all these kinds of powers. And so to be able to to bless and to heal and to restore and to build up, um, that's what God does with us. So even when God speaks the truth to us, He always he, he convicts us deeply, but He speaks to us of who we are first and foremost as His children, and He loves us. And so then from then, He will address the behavior, mm-hmm. but He always blesses uh, us, our identity as sons and daughters, because he loves us. And so that's our responsibility with, as Spider-Man's uncle says, with great power comes great responsibility. So (laughs) amen. Amen. So anyway, we could go on about this, but let's talk about our one thing for the week, uh, if we could, Um, speaking of words have power. So Michelle, would you want to share with our listeners your one thing for the week? Yeah, my one thing is I just got back from Dallas from the Steubenville Encounter Conference with Adore, and it was a powerful weekend. It was just 
a total honor to be on team with the people that I was on team with, with Annie Hickman and Father Mike Schmitz and Mark Hart. And the worship team was amazing. Josh and Ben and David and even Matt Mars at a concert. But I think the beauty part of it was it was multi-generational. So it was mm-hmm. families, young adults, kids. It was just it's a beautiful. powerful, powerful weekend. And it was very much uh, an event done in collaboration where we all were, came together and um, yeah, it was just a beautiful thing. And interesting enough, a uh, young adult that I had known at Covecrest came up to me and said, you prayed this over me six years ago. Wow. And I still, I mean, I remember, I don't, you know, me, I didn't even remember what I had said or what I had done, but he did. And he said, let me tell you how this has manifested in my life. And Amen. so it was just a beautiful mm, way to see like how our words have power. Sister, what's your mm-hmm. one thing? Mm. Well, speaking of words have power, I want to give a shout out to a beautiful young lady named Magdalena, who is the daughter of some dear friends of ours. And she handmade me a journal, um, which is full of words. It's full of words from St. Edith Stein and and Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. And on the cover, she made the journal that says Aslan is on the move. And I'm like, what teenage girl spends hours of her time illustrating a beautiful journal for just a a friend of her mother's? And so I just want to give you a shout out, Magdalena. You are beautiful and you're a beautiful young lady. And I'm so grateful. When I got your journal, I wept openly for quite some time. And so I was telling the Lord that I need a new journal, and uh, He sent me one through you, through your beautiful hands and your beautiful feminine heart. So I'm very grateful to Magdalena for her beautiful journal. I will put some pictures on it so y'all can see it. It's absolutely wonderful. It is. Yeah. So sweet. She's a gem. Miss Heather? Uh, My one thing is a podcast that I've been listening to from Ascension called Every Knee Shall Bow. And it's uh, Dave Van Vickle and Michael Gormley, and they... Are, it's really for people in church ministry and um, people like parish workers and um, just people who are like trying to make their parish better in evangelization. I was listening to it and I was like, they have a good vibe together, these two. And there's just so much good practical information and they're funny at the same time. Uh, but yeah, there was just a lot there. I was like, wow, what a great resource for people who are wanting to evangelize, wanting to build up their church, wanting to build up their local parish. Um, it's very, it's, it was very encouraging. I haven't listened to all the episodes, but I have listened to you know four or five of them. And, and so great job, guys. Mm. Happy. <laughs> happy that other people are using their voice to bring goodness. Amen. Amen. Well, dear listeners, it's been a joy to be with you and back together for season six. And yeah, Yes, our words have power and we bless you and we hope you have a wonderful week. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? Could you also leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. All the show notes are in your podcast app, but if you'd like them emailed to you, you can go to our website at abidingtogetherpodcast.com and subscribe. On our website, you will also find all of our past episodes and information about various episodes. You can also join our private Facebook group and get in on the discussion and all the beautiful things that are happening there. We are so glad that you are on the journey with us. And until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you. Thank you.